Hey guys, it's Joe, and before the episode gets started, I'm cutting and pasting a bit from this week's After Hours, which of course is our Patreon-based subscriber-only bonus episode that you get every week, patreon.com slash Podcast. So if you're not an After Hours subscriber, here's a little minute or so from the end of this week's After Hours to encourage you to subscribe today. We're going to do a little mini episode next week just for Patreon for a moment, for a while, of one beer, one movie. Mm. And that is um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. So do not despair. I am so excited. In Marty, we trust. Yeah. So uh, the release next week will be All Horror October, Skinamarink and The Begotten. And then on Patreon, you'll enjoy a bonus of Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. Looking forward to that. Very much. I'm ready for some for some Scorsese. Yeah. Welcome to Beer and a Movie, the podcast where we discuss two of the greatest art forms known to humanity, beer and movies, sometimes achieving outstanding pairings and other times giving ourselves the opportunity to wash the terrible taste of failure from our mouths. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Dave Gurney. I'm here always with Joe Hilliard. And in that third chair, we have somebody who is just perfect for All Horror October, one of our regular contributors um, who isn't always talking horror with us, but when he does, it's an exciting thing, folks. Of course, I'm talking about Josh DeLeon. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me and being so accommodating. I'm sure people remember from the episodes I have babies, so <laughs> it's hard, but I, I'm i so excited. I was excited to actually have to make time to watch horror movies because mm-hmm. I just don't get to because they're under two, so I don't want to creep them out too much. Right. No, that's smart. You you, you got to introduce it at the right stage. Yeah. 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 Which, <laughs> side note, we, we were watching Reptile on Netflix and gunshot head boom blood and my little daughter she's about to be two she's all uh-oh and i was like oh no <laughs> i haven't watched it yet i've i've, I've seen it pushed at me it's I have not, so good it's you're enjoying yeah. it yeah yeah it's right. so good uh but yeah i have notes i made time to make notes wonderful <laughs> beautiful well well a few weeks ago we were in after hours which you can join us on today at patreon.com slash beer in a movie podcast couple dollars a month and you get a bonus episode in that episode a few weeks ago josh and another guest kyle came in on after hours and we put together all horror october yeah that was this awesome. is your episode bro that was awesome yeah you programmed yeah. tonight i was gonna go to f- both foreign but i was like nah just you know and he's, one of them he's really- gonna stretch our boundaries <laughs> yeah. whatever he does but he was kind enough to to, to keep one here on mm-hmm. our shores yeah. yeah so it's home invasions with josh de Leon tonight yeah <laughs> now i know where you live joe oh man <laughs> not that kind of well i guess you haven't been all right but you know before we get into any of this scary hijinks at people's houses i think we need to get beer in our glasses uh, we have a new brewery uh, with it with a nicely themed for all horror october beverage it's not necessarily a home invasion beer there aren't too many of those no uh, <laughs> <laughs> i found out, I found out. <laughs> um, but but we do have this can from mason ale works uh that i just was totally taken by the can art when i saw a friend of mine uh snap some pictures at our one of our local beer retail shops this is bride of frankenstein they describe it as a west coast ipa uh, mason ale works they're out of san diego california and that can art that I really like, I'm noticing on the can, it gives credit to Billy Daggers, who if you look up on Instagram, his handle is at Billy Daggers. It has a lot of cool Halloween monster, um, macabre, but also kind of silly and funny. There's like some, you know, skewed Mickey Mouse and Homer Simpson and other things on there. So I'm going to check his stuff out for sure. Uh, yeah, I need to. You know, it's time. But I, I love this uh envisioning of the bride of frankenstein that he has on the can here if we had gotten our hands on this beer before we programmed all horror october we would be doing bride May- of maybe so maybe so that can is gorgeous it yeah is. it is like it looks kind of like a comic book but also the the font looks just like the old uh frankenstein font kind of oh man yeah it's beautiful Let, let's hope that uh it 
you know, delivers on the promise of a, of a dank West Coast IPA, 7% ABV. Should get us going pretty well for uh, cheers, discussing our first film. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Absolutely. Come in for it. I'm getting some good, oh, good hoppy aroma delicious. on my nose here. I like that. I'm looking very forward to this beer because it's oh, it, it yeah. smells very hoppy, Ooh. and um, a yeah. very hoppy malty IPA really would would fit the bill for well, what we're about to discuss. And what is that? What are we discussing for the first film of the Home Invasion episode? Now, Josh, you brought this one to us. It is mm-hmm. Hush, a deaf and mute writer who retreated into the woods to live a solitary life, must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. Now, that's the IMDb synopsis. There's more, though, here. I mean, the film opens up with her cooking, and then a friend from next door comes over. It's very economical storytelling. She's alone in the woods. She is deaf. She's got a friend coming over that's learning sign language to be Mm -hmm. a better friend, and then the smoke alarm goes on inside the house. Now, we, the audience, can hear this is a much louder smoke alarm than the smoke alarm Mm -hmm. I have. It's clearly for the blind and or deaf because there's also a very piercing strobe light. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't think, well, that's going to come into play later in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. And when a movie can give me those little hints without yeah. me digesting that I'm getting them, I like it. Uh, she's very dependent, of course, on her smartphone and her FaceTiming and she's FaceTiming friends. And we're kind of getting to know her in a very short period of time yeah. because in no time, the horror begins. So why did you pick this one? I picked Home Invasion as uh, the topic of the episode because it's fucking terrifying. Like, I've had so many nights where I feel like I hear something and I'm just up so fucking long, just like, oh, my God. Oh. And then telling Laura, like, hey, 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 somebody's at the back door. She's like, no, <laughs> no. Go and then I had a kid and it got worse. Go it's on. sort of yeah. a realization of your worst nightmares. Yes. Yeah. 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 Kaylee last week, her yeah. guest, said the exact same thing. Yeah. I don't fuck with home invasion because that's real. It, that Ghoulies is, and monsters and ghosts yeah. don't scare me, but this is something that could really yeah. happen. Yeah, because it leaves me, every time I watch one, I'm kind of looking around my house, like double checking that I locked everything. Yeah. I mean, I think about Richard Ramirez and stuff like I know serial killers aren't that common, but he would just go around checking doors and windows. Like Laura thinks I'm insane and crazy for it, but she, and she I mean, she grew up, she grew up out in the countryside mass. So like, yeah, similar to, I guess the setting in this movie, but um, so this one, it's unique to me because they take a genre that's already been set and done so long. I mean, we go back to when a stranger calls like the seventies or sixties and they add a spin to it, which is the fact that she's deaf, which yeah. takes away one of the elements that we need to survive. You know what I mean? And obviously she's a well, survive in this situation. Yeah, certainly. especially. Yeah. And she so your glass breaking, she yeah. can't hear a door open. She can't hear. Yeah. So I feel like that opens so many like windows to new feelings in a genre that's been done, you know? Yeah. And on, sorry, I had caffeine. I pumped caffeine. <laughs> so I'm like going, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think that, in itself, you're like, oh shit! How could you? I could barely even imagine um, surviving with all my senses. You know right, what I mean? right. Then it, it gives, more, I guess, it gives more opportunity to have fun with it. Like have the, and we, I don't have to get into it too much, but the killer when he notices that she's deaf, you're like, oh shit! This dude's like realizing, and the way they do that, it's so good. Yeah, no, I so I had not seen this before, um, and I, I wouldn't say that home invasion films are a particular sensitive point for me but i definitely understand where josh and kaylee are coming from where i do tend to when i do get scared by films it tends to be more humans just being nasty yeah than the supernatural elements yeah. you know like i i enjoy both but the ones that really chill me are the and i think i've said on the podcast before like you know henry portrait of serial killer is, yeah. is one of those films that very early on stuck with me as like yeah this is true horror like seeing people operate in this way and how cold-blooded they can be Mm -hmm. and just detached and you know so so on that level um you know going into it i was excited to see okay what what are these uh these offerings that josh is uh thinking of bringing to us come highly regarded yeah and so this one you know i was familiar with mike flanagan's name yeah um who has kind of become like a star of horror in the last five to six years like right around when I think this he's film like came the golden out. child of the directors right now doing horror because nothing has disappointed me all the shows on netflix well i've seen so few of them it's really? a sad thing like I, I i'm realizing that this is so you, you're helping me tremendously here and and getting me to watch this film which is 
like I say, right, right kind of as his career was really taking off. Yeah. He had had a few films before this. You look at his uh, filmography, though, yeah, in his it. television. It's kind of interesting. He clearly started out doing contract work and like reality television mm-hmm. for several years just to make ends meet, but was able to work his way and doing these projects that got bigger and bigger. And now, like for the last four or five years, he's had these series on Netflix yeah. or miniseries, you know, kind of, a, you know, limited series that he's had, including, I think this year it's The Fall of the House of Usher, yeah. which yeah. has, have either of you watched? No, I, I haven't sort of got it yet, to but it. I intend on it. I've heard good things about it. I've, and I've heard good things about all of them. Did you see Hill House? Mm-hmm. No. Oh my no, God. That's what we're saying is like, I've yeah. seen Gerald's game. He directed yeah. that. He directed oh God, that was Dr. So... Sleep. Yeah. Which is probably the biggest success he's had in the theater. Right. Yeah. Right. He's he's a marquee name, yeah. I think, for horror fans now. And I'm, you know, just shocked by my own <laughs> inability to have seen any of these. But I don't know why I had and I there are titles I've heard about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So so this film, I guess I'll come right out and say it, I really thought was well done. It is an very economical, as as uh, you know, you were both saying earlier, sort of way of telling this story that yes there's precedent for but introducing this unique element of her inability to yeah. hear and speak and scream and you know and yeah. do do the sort of stuff that we tend to associate with people who are under attack and yeah you know, and, and emit some sort of noise and plays around with it in some really interesting ways i think also some strong performances in there the the lead K- katie siegel who yeah uh-huh. she is co-wrote it i believe co-writer and i think married to yeah. flanagan she's so, in like everything yeah they, which is it's not like rob zombie it's it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no her her acting is well beyond what she yeah. moon zombie yeah. is that her? <laughs> yeah. um yeah, no, her, her her acting is well beyond that. And like a fully realized character, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as Joe was saying, like, you learn a lot about her in yeah. those early first 15, 10, 15 minutes of sure. the film. Yeah. But it's told to you visually, partly mm-hmm. because you can't say these things. She can't say yeah. these things. So it's really interesting visual storytelling that's going on, which I always love. The in, removal of dialogue makes the film shorter, maybe. Oh, yeah. In yeah, some yeah, ways, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think I think it makes it easier for him to move along. That's what Laura, she mentioned that too. She was like, that's a really like good thing for a horror movie because a lot of people get really tired. You don't need it to be bloated with with dialogue. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like some really, I guess, intellectual horror movies that really go into like characters Mm -hmm. and what's going on, psychological stuff. But yeah, it's really kind of cuts a lot of the fat from, from that. I think I took a note too. I believe he actually edited this film too. I think you're right. Yeah, I think which, got... and the pacing is great. Yeah, like it's so good. Yeah, no, it's you can tell this is like somebody who has a very confident way of telling his stories. The film feels completely what it wants to be. You know, there's nothing extraneous. There's nothing in there just for shock value yeah. it's all towards the building of the suspense. how is she gonna get out of it right and and also you know like showing us for sure that this killer really is unhinged sure. and who we never really fully understand what motivates him i don't yeah. think but there again the performance and i'm forgetting this actor's name he does an amazing job yeah. i think of conveying this like cold-blooded calculated John Gallagher Jr. Yeah, who I don't, I, he looked kind of familiar, but I didn't feel like I saw a lot so, of his filmography that I really knew. One of my favorite things, and I took note of it, is the scene where she writes the message to him. Yeah. And he Backwards slowly, on the glass yeah, so he can see it. Yeah. Well, he should probably even mention, he shows up in a mask. Yes, he yeah. has a mask, yeah. So in the poster, the poster looks like this could be just a whatever movie you come across a on Netflix. typical slasher yeah. with yeah. some new mysterious killer yeah but when he like reads the message and he takes off his hood slowly and takes off the mask to me i just am like dude like you're taking this trope of uh masked movies like sure. killers with masks and you're just saying fuck that and you're you're flipping yeah. that and you're it's a it was a cool thing because he doesn't you, care you're making it less boring yeah yeah well you know it's a real person well also you're not waiting to the end it's not like a jalo sure. film where you're like who's the killer who's the yeah killer? and you throw that out the window because right. the mask is cool it, it doesn't take too much attention away right but then at that reveal point you're like oh this dude's just fucking like sick like yeah. he doesn't he wants her to see him like he wants to kill her like, he wants yeah. to play a game with her. yeah yeah. yeah. I mean, this is going to be interesting prey. Yeah. Because we meet the killer when the neighbor who I mentioned who's learning sign language rushes to the house covered in blood. Help me, help me, help yeah. me. And then she's followed by this guy who then looks in the window and sees her. Yeah. yeah. 
learns that she's deaf because she's communicating with sign language. Maybe I can't remember. Or I think he comes, he kills the girl, and he just keeps stabbing her and watching. Right, and, she's and, not and, the, and her the inside isn't reacting yeah. at all. Yeah, right. And then he starts tapping and That's stuff. Right. That's right. But all that, and it's done, like, again, the film doesn't feel rushed, but the pacing's great. And he's you're, you're getting to see him and how much fun he's realizing he's about to have when he's, like, tapping and she's yeah. not responding. I've watched every single Friday the 13th since the last time we sat in these chairs together, yeah. David. <laughs> That's a big job. I will be talking about it on After Hours. <laughs> But those are home invasion movies. It's just cabin invasion. Yeah. 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 And a lot of slasher films. So what yeah. happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Black Christmas. Halloween. Sure. Yeah. You've got cat and mouse games. Where can I hide? Will they find mm-hmm. me in here? Uh, the police show up. We'll see that in the second yeah. film today. Like opportunities for her to get out of it because yeah. a good Samaritan shows up or the police show up, whatever it is. And the way that it is all evaded mm-hmm. and they don't come to her aid here, I think is really interestingly done. But yeah. it, it elevates and ratchets the tension for yeah. the entire movie. There is absolutely no way that this woman should be allowed to escape given the laws of nature and yeah. her inability to hear. I mean, he plays. He always with, has an advantage. Uh, he plays with her like he takes her phone, takes pictures of her. Mm-hmm. That is some. If that fucking happened to me, I yeah, I'd be. I'd just be like, dude, just fucking kill me. Like, <laughs> obviously, you're right. better at this than I so, am. No, I'll right. give you the phone back. <laughs> no, yeah. kill me. I'm done. Yeah, just, <laughs> just let me text everybody. Delete my. Browser history. Oh, uh, yeah. (laughs) That you were able to get my phone away from me shows your level of cunning because that thing doesn't leave my pocket. Also, I noted that eliminates because when you do a modern horror film, especially a home invasion, you're like, oh, we got computers. We have phones. He takes the phone. He kills the power. Yeah. And now it's believable. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, she really has to figure out a way how to even communicate with the outside world. Not only is she in, like, you know, far away from normal people. Her neighbors are a certain distance away. She can't use any electronics. She has no way to reach out right, to people. Right. Like yeah. that again, like just smart fucking filmmaking to yeah. where you don't have smart asses. Cause I, we, we all have those friends like, Oh, I would have done this or I, yeah. this, this, that. No, it takes it away. And you're just like, like you were saying, you're like, how the fuck is she going to get out of this? Yeah. You know? the, the only thing that I thought for a little while watching the film was, why doesn't he just break one of these panes of glass? Right. Yeah. But then yeah. when he's going on because there's a time. lot of windows in this house. Yeah. But then when it does eventually come around to trying to, you know, it's like this whatever the, this very state of the art tempered glass yeah. that houses now have. See, I have old windows, so like yeah. all we have to do is like chuck a little pebble at it and it's gonna crack. And <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like anybody could smash through it. Yeah. That, that's not an invitation, folks. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but you know, like that that yeah. was a little bit. But then once you get to that moment where there is like an attempt to break through the glass and you're oh no, this yeah. is the stuff that it would take like a Mack truck to drive yeah. through to really actually get a big enough opening that you could do anything with. I see why that you know yeah. that, that's gone on. And it's a nice house. It's believable that it has sure. nice yeah. up to date fixtures like that. But yeah, no, this I think setting it where it is, putting it somewhat remote. Again, like she has these neighbors, but we can't see their house from yeah. where that yeah. is. Like it's obviously a bit of a walk away mm-hmm. from from where they are. It's very isolated and those kind of like well, you know, spread out visitation, you know, like the mm-hmm. when the boyfriend shows up, when the yeah. Um, when the police show up, you know, like the, these kind of things, those are done just well enough that like, you know, oh, you get that hope that you want yeah. there mm-hmm. and then it gets dashed eventually. Yeah, right. He plays with, you know, especially with the boyfriend, right. um, you know, re- really well, kind of plays around. Yeah. That part was amazing because he's, it gives you without him having to do crazy shit, without him having to like make himself look crazy by acting yeah. like wild. He, when she says her boyfriend's coming home, he just reads the text that he read from her phone. And right. Like, again, I'd be like, fucking kill me. Like, yeah. God damn it. Like, yeah. I, there's no way. This is a tight little scary, not too gory. A little mm-hmm. gory, not too gory. It's more about the cat and mouse game, the thriller. Mm-hmm. They do a really good job with him almost getting in the window yeah. and the doors. They don't. Yeah. It, sometimes that can be overplayed or it seems like, Ugh. no, they do a really good job with mm-hmm. almost every aspect of this thing. It's tight. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. it. I don't think I'm as enthusiastic, Josh, as you, but I have recommended this film yeah. since I've seen it. If you're you want one level over Poltergeist, but you mm-hmm. don't want to watch Inside, the next movie we're about to discuss. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's not. It's a solid horror that's film. That's it. It's yeah. solid and tight, and it's well, 81 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's, come on. In no way does it come off pretentious. Like, mm-hmm. it does, but it's it still feels smart. Yeah. And in an age, I think right now, especially too, where people may be getting tired of, like, quote unquote, um, what do they call it? The 
not intellectual, the A24. Oh, the, the elevated, elevated. Yeah. horror. Yeah. Yeah. In that right now, I think maybe people are like over with that. This is perfect. If yeah. you're having fatigue from that, this is perfect because it, it's a, it's a done already genre, but it has its own elements that keep it fresh. And yeah, I don't think we're done with elevated horror. I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't call it elevated horror. I know people don't like that yeah, name, but, but no, I, I love that. You know what I I'm love talking that stuff. About. Like, I mean, A24. I mean, I'm excited for Iron Claw, obviously, but also I'm going to watch any horror that they put out. That's why we had, sorry not to go off, but we had that discussion with the rumor of them getting Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they can grab something commercial just to keep them alive, I'm all for that. Yeah. Just keep doing what they do. I know they did Talk to Me, which was a good financial return for them. I'll be liked it a lot. We we didn't get a chance to talk about it on the show. I mean, uh, I think the trick with the elevated horror thing, and at least what I've seen of people who get upset about it, is that when it's used in a way that we're saying like, oh, this is a better version of horror, that, oh, if all horror films had this kind of intelligence about them and we're commenting on social dynamics in this way, you know, it's always there. There's always that subtext of these are real people in this, in in this world. You know, this is a woman. There's, there's gender at play here, right? This is, this is a typical scenario. You have a man coming after a woman. So you could read some social commentary Mm -hmm. into this if you want. When she doesn't need her boyfriend, she overcomes. Right, right. And I'm happy to go there, but this film doesn't put that front and center. It doesn't have characters talking about these things. It doesn't have the dynamics of race at play that you do in a get out or, you know. So I get it where people get upset that like, well, why are you singling out these films? Like there are films that do some of that commentary in more subtle ways that you're not calling elevated horror because – they're just letting it be there as part of the story and not. Yeah, yeah, right, right. So I, I get it. And like saying it's something different. I think that's what Kyle or her sure. other, you know, all horror October uh, planner with us would say is that, hey, look, horror has been dealing with those yeah. things for years in yeah. different ways. Like just because some film filmmakers decide to put it more into the foreground doesn't mean that it's not there already. And so, like, singling out these yeah, films. Yeah. They seem but, to be d- yeah. director-motivated, too, though, and those directors are still going to make movies. So you're yeah, still yeah. going to get this kind of content. Yeah. And I'm happy to get it. because If I it have- opens up the audience, sorry, Joe. If it opens up the audience, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, Agree. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Josh, yeah, for getting one. me to watch some Mike Flanagan. I, I feel <laughs> so inadequate now realizing, okay, yeah, th- this is a guy who I should have been seeing yeah. this stuff for years. Have, so have I'm, I Joe? need to cross off a few more. Uh, this this all horror October, not for the podcast, but just for, for myself. yourself. Yeah. Have, have you seen Doctor Sleep the movie? I haven't. Okay, Gerald's Game. Haven't. I didn't like Gerald's Game on oh, TV. Oh man. Okay. I didn't I, like that book. I, I fell asleep and I woke up at the fucking worst part where <laughs> where I, I don't want to give too much. Okay. <laughs> There's a degloving that happens in the film. If do you know what a degloving is? What's a degloving? I don't know. You, you're, Somebody you're stripping skin. the skin oh, off of your forearm, forearm and hand. And, hand. Yeah. Oh, and I fell asleep and I was on the floor and I woke up and I was, and it happened. I was oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm and going I back looked, to sleep. I looked back at Laura. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I, I totally recommend Hush. It gives me so much joy hearing you say and that it's not, though, too. And it's not horror. So it's not so much horror. That if you like a good thriller, I think you'll like this yeah, too. Yeah, I agree. This yeah. it doesn't revel Sorry. in the gore as much, so I, I think you're probably right. Though, as we've talked about already, home invasion being like a real kind of yeah. scary thing. Yeah. Like if, if you're somebody who's gets you know upset about that sort of stuff, this one might rankle you. I don't know. But I'm very happy to hear what you said because it's coming here. I'm like, what can I bring? What makes me feel like I'm worthy? And for you to say like, ah! oh shit, I didn't even oh. know. So that makes I me love these. Awesome. Mo- I love the moments when our guests, br- br- I mean, because we all have films that uh, blind spots in yeah, our totally, film yeah. viewing. And so, yeah, I ne- that's why I need these uh, times with my with my fellow horror fans and, and well, all genres too. Just like, yeah. hey, yeah. what, what's going on out there that's exciting people? And this is one of those yeah. that good stuff, good stuff. Guys, we've just talked about a film that I feel like really opened some new doors for me. I gotta hope that opening the door to Mason Aleworks might have done some similar work on that front for all of us, because none of us had had Mason before this, right? No. I have never had anything from them. And here we are drinking their Bride of Dankenstein, that West Coast IPA. Is this fitting the IPA bill for you, Joe? And you're you're definitely more the dyed-in-the-wool IPA guy than I am. Yeah. Uh, I love this beer. I'm so glad that you brought it to us. Thank you. And uh, it's it's everything I like in that 
if you're going to go IPA on the hop, hop heavy side, this mm-hmm. is everything I like because it does not cross for me anyway. I'd like to hear from you guys the the line into bitter at all. Agreed. No, agreed. No. And when it says West Coast IPA, I was a little like, okay, they might be going for that. Like, let's see how many IBUs and I'll do we that. can I'll pack do that into too. this thing. I'll do that. But no, it's delicious. That. I could drink three of these uh-huh. and then do something really dumb. Yeah, we do that. We'll say that something. <laughs> Not invade somebody's house, no. though. I, no. I love this beer, but I could only do one. No, 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 no. I bring me the four-pack, yeah. and I'm going to go to a party, Halloween party and just have a great time. No, yeah, this is delicious. And for me, I don't go to the IPAs too much. This is very, very like palatable. It's not overdone. Yeah. It's it's very delicious. And if we have it in our market, chances are you have it in yours. It's the Bride of Dankenstein. You yeah, can, and it really is just you some stellar can art. The name they you- also I didn't get it, guys, but they also had the Dankenstein's monster, which that one was a double and I think it was ten percent. Oh boy. I don't. I don't know if I'd survive. I don't know if I'd survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we had some success on both fronts with with our film and our Perfect beer pair. in the first half. I can't wait to ratchet up the horror though with this next film when I'll we go up. overseas for a very unique little film uh, that that's doing some things in an economical manner, much like our first film. But taking it in some very twisted directions, folks, when we get back. And we're back. And Josh, do you know why you're worthy? Because I don't think an episode that you've been a guest on has gone by when you haven't brought a beer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you are always welcome from at this the table. first. Yeah, the first time at the original hybrid. Yeah, yeah. I think I took the arrogant bastard because we we're talking right. about the black metal movie. Um, yeah. Uh, oh shoot. Yeah. What Until the light. No, that's a documentary. No. Anyway, anyway yeah. Lords of something. Lords of Chaos. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 No, I mean I love coming back. What What, what did you bring for us to drink yes. here? Uh, so <laughs> I can't even say it. La fin du monde. Or Dumont. You you got it. La fin du monde. Yeah. yeah. So I was in search of something French and I felt like it was close enough. Uh, well, th- this is a French name. Yeah. La, the yeah. end of the world yeah. that you brought for us. Though it's not, its origins are not France, the country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah th- this is coming to us from Canada. I was excited when you suggested bringing this, if only because this really is, for me, one of those like key early craft beer experiences you know, th- this beer has been around for almost 30 years now. Really? Not this bottle of it, but the, <laughs> the recipe. That would be rad. Um, but, th- but this, the, this, this brewery, uh, Brasserie Unibrew, uh, out of Chambly, which is very close to Montreal, uh, up mm. in Quebec, at least in Maine, in the Northeast where mm. I was growing up, we were getting this beer in the 90s. And so when I, you know, was drinking age, and started seeing, okay, you have your typical beers and, that, you know, Budweiser's, Bud Lights, Miller Lights. And so that was fine. And that's usually what I was drinking, very, uh, yeah. you know, affordable <laughs> yeah. and, and, and all that. But occasionally somebody would say like, oh, have you tried whatever? And we had, a, you know, we had a couple small breweries in Maine that, we, that were early on and the, that I was kind of aware of. But one of the first that actually was kind of outside of Maine that I would see on the shelves and that people would tell me about was La Fin du Monde. And the reason they did was because it is a very hefty beer. It mm-hmm. is 9% alcohol nice. by oh, volume. Shit. I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah, realize. yeah, yeah. No. And and it's the style of it. It's like a Belgian triple um, done with like kind of a, more of a blonde approach. Um, it's got some spices in there. And I remember drinking this the first time and it just like it was such a wallop of flavor mm-hmm. in my mouth that I didn't know how to make sense of it. I'm like, oh, my God. But this is so awesome and and drank like whatever, half a bottle, you know, <laughs> and really felt its effects. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always, oh, I I've always seen it around at, at like Total Wine. Yeah. Specs, but I never got it. Um, also, I almost got the four pack. So good thing I did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the, 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 the bomber will be yeah. good for us. Um, yeah. so anyway, so I was really excited that you brought it. It does have the French connection with this is a, this is a film that was, uh, you know, shot in France. French language subtitles, as we were talking about a little bit before, mm-hmm. which 
Another film that's low on dialogue, though. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, even if you're somebody who's resistant to subtitles, I don't think that's going to put you off. Well, but let's get this beer inside Let's get this beer inside our glass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, ooh, look at it. Corked. It's corked, folks. Fancy. All right. I got to pour it. Oh. I like, I like oh, having. Oh, I'm already the nose on this. I'm yeah. just like, oh. I like having a reason to daydream. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's earlier than usual. This going to be a fun day. Let me ooh. smell this. That's lovely. Yeah. No, you're definitely. You get some of that like Belgian yeast character, which has that kind of like fruity, estery quality to it. But there's also those spices in there for sure on the nose. Like, yeah, that's that smells really nice. Getting like, I feel like coriander maybe. Oh, you know what I'm getting? What? It smells like beer. Well, that's too. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, absolutely. <laughs> it smells like a well, beer. Well, I can't wait to dive into this. Okay, yes. no, no, for a few weeks. Uh, and I, my first question out of the gate when you get done synopsizing this is going to be, did I overblow the warning because this one's a little rough? This was your idea, Josh. After I watched it the first time, what did I text you? Oh, yeah. Joe text. I just saw inside. I hate you, Josh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I came up with a little synopsis. I, I did hear the episode with Kaylee, so I probably won't be as good, but trying to, to follow uh, a recently widowed pregnant woman spends Christmas Eve alone awaiting the delivery of her baby the next morning. Left trying to cope with the loss and enter motherhood alone, she receives a mysterious visitor. What should be a quiet night turns into a living nightmare for her. It's pretty good. Well done. Cool. Yeah. Well done. But let me ask before I lose sight of this. Yeah. Is this a Christmas movie, guys? I have oh, the shit. same question. <laughs> I have the same question. If Die Hard's a fucking Christmas movie, this well, is a Christmas movie. I mean, honestly, you know, I didn't really read a synopsis going yeah. into it. It was good. One, that's yeah, great. Yeah. It, it, it's, I generally prefer if somebody recommends something to me, I'm like, let me just see it and yeah. then I'll decide what I think about it. Rather than reading a bunch of reviews yeah. or, or synopses or whatever. But going into it when it was established so early that, you know, it's it's Christmas time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, is this one of those <laughs> sneaky Christmas movies that, that goes in there? I feel like this could definitely like along with, uh, you know, Black Christmas yeah. and um, oh, so, uh, night, Violent yeah. Night, too. Oh, yeah. From yeah. A, you know, like I feel like this could be part of one of those Christmas horror marathons. Sure. There's no tree or ornaments, but let me hang some ornaments on your tree, Josh. <laughs> the first scene of the film is a horrendous car wreck. Yes. No, the first yeah. scene of the film is a baby in utero. Yeah. And you see it, 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 the baby calm, collect, and all of a sudden it is distressed. Yeah. And then cut to the human that's holding me was just in a car wreck. Yeah. Then we get a title card four months later, and it is our protagonist's night before she goes in the next day to get induced yeah so she's set to pop she's nine months plus here alone in a place when uh, an unknown visitor as you say a woman comes and says i want that baby out of your tummy that's the synopsis now was i wrong in the warning here the gore warning i thought this one was exceptionally brutal and bloody no so two things i told my mom today i I was going to be talking about this movie i told her what it was about and her first thing was that that's fucking real and i was like yeah it is people have tried to do it do it have done it have stalked people second real quick funny story i went to a friend's house two of my real big horror movie friends I was like, you have to see this movie. This is the only movie in a long time that has made me want to walk out and not finish it because of how fucked up it is. 30 minutes go by and my friend turns to me and he's just like, this, this movie, this is, there's nothing going on. And immediately the Boom. scissors in the belly. Yeah. And he just jumped. Oh, oh yeah. my God. And I was like, I told you, dude, I fucking told you. And it's just you. starting. It yeah. Is, it does take a little while to build. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah. you're right. And, and more so than Hush, like yeah. if, if we're yeah. comparing the two, they're both tight films in their own way. Yeah, I mean, this, this one's 82 not, minutes. Yeah. So it adds a minute, a little fatter. Than I, I, yeah. Yeah. Just tiny bit. Well, the yeah. French are known for being thinner. So that's a surprise. <laughs> no, it's the rich buttery yeah. dishes they make. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I think you're explaining the opening with the with the baby in the womb. Yeah. That immediately is triggering to a lot of people, yeah. I think, because mothers, mothers who have are pregnant and mothers yeah. with kids. I think I mean in general, regular people, that's fucking horrific. But right. anybody it, who's seen two thousand one, I yeah, mean seeing yeah. that in utero. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was honestly where my head went yeah, to is yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm looking at the star child. See, so yeah. So <laughs> That's so funny. I, I That's think funny. in order to discuss the movie, I need to tell you a spoiler at the very end, and that it is finally mm. re- okay. I don't want to do it that way. Okay. Okay. This woman is brutally pursued 
mm-hmm. by the other woman mm-hmm. to snatch that baby out of her tummy. Bitch better give me her baby. And because that's the stakes of the mother, yeah. she's going to do everything she can to stay alive. Yeah. And because that's the stakes of the psychopath, mm-hmm. she's going to do everything she can to get that mm-hmm. baby. And it is a bloodbath. Yeah. She starts in that white nighty. Yeah. And by the end of it, oh. it's just red. But yeah. there's no motivation. We don't know except mm-hmm. for the faceless killer, just like Hush. I yeah. mean, we, well, we, we know, know that she knows more about her than yes. she should, right? Because the knock on the door, she's, you know, let me in. There's kind of like, there's a brief moment where she tries to use some ruse. What is it? Yeah. Like, I need to, I just need to use the phone quickly. Use the phone. To, right. Yeah. But then, you know, when, when Sarah, the, the main character kind of is like, no, I'm not My letting you in. My husband's asleep. My husband's your husband's dead. Yeah. She knows things about this character. And it, so you you know very, very early on that there's at least a stalker thing going on. Sure. That she's yeah. been monitoring this woman and she knows more about this woman than we realize. But like you say, Joe, well, yeah, but what what is it that would compel somebody to have stalked this person and to have done these things? And that doesn't get revealed until much so later. So the spoiler there is that the reason why is because the woman was in the car wreck with her yeah. and lost her baby when Sarah did not. Yeah. That's right. And that's the little, like, they, they make you think. Okay. So this is yeah. a movie about grief. Yes. Uh, because yeah. Sarah, we yeah. didn't say in that car wreck, lost her husband. Yeah. And we see her, we meet her uh, very insolent, very sullen and not wanting really contact with yeah. people. And I get that. Yeah. Withdraw into depression or withdraw into just healing. And so on Christmas, she's like, I'm not going to spend time with my family. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be home alone. Well, it's perfect then. Yeah. Because no one's going to come by and bother you yeah. while I try to steal this I baby mean, out of you. Losing your partner is one traumatic, huge thing. And then having to go into parenthood with no partner that, oh. you, that you had been thinking of. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, I mean, obviously now we all know how important. I'm really realizing it in the last two years how important mm-hmm. it is to have both parents in the fact of like it's fucking hard. And so not, sure. only, not only that, but also like the kid's not going to have the dad. Like, yeah. All that is there. Well, how fresh is that grief? It's only four months, and it's like I got to set it aside because Mm -hmm. here comes this baby that's going to require well, and I don't think my attention. I mean, at least how I read the character once we get there is that you know, like she hasn't processed any of the grief. She's just channeled it into this sort of insane quest to get baby. Like I, I didn't lose my baby. I'm taking a baby. Well, that's the other the The other other side of the grief is that the antagonist, yeah. She's not in her right mind for reasons that make sense. Now, right. maybe not to the degree that she goes with her brutal violence, but and then the other thing about the film is that you get just like Hush, you get all these moments of potential rescue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they go so wrong. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it it's already really fucked up from the moment she stabs her belly. You know, and we might jump around, but when the mom comes yeah. and yeah. that scene of how quick that chick acts, but and I like At the, the cutting- r- yeah. No, it, I mean. I, I thought that was really well done yeah. because it's a moment where you think the character's thinking, I'm going to take this situation into my hands. I'm yeah. going to. And and then she kills her own mother. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know, not realizing it's her mother who's opening the door instead of the. Yeah, she, she kills her own mother with a. What would you call that? A, a chopstick like an, that you use knee- for your hair? Knitting she needle? was knitting. Yeah. yeah. Knitting no, I needle. thought it was a, a hair oh, maybe. chopstick. Maybe. Either way. Regardless. A thin stick. Kaboom to the yeah. neck. Oh, and then she's going along and the then, wall. Exactly. And, I was about to say the blood spurt yeah. that's perfect in time with a heartbeat. Yeah. Hitting that wall as she like just walks away confused. Yeah. yeah. And then her boss is in the house at the same time. So he comes yeah. up to investigate. Yeah. And another brutal, you know, yeah. brutal gunshot. To then the, the cops oh, come yeah. and the cops come. Yeah. Now the yeah. fucking cops. They got yeah. guns. <laughs> yeah. This is over. It's yeah. not over. No. no. Well, they walk into this, ins- you know, this crazy. They walk into something they can't which, understand. Yeah, oh, like the, the terror too, because they have the one guy who's not a cop, the perp, right, right, yeah. and he's oh, like, he was, "Get me out of this hell house!" Like, yeah, he was it, fantastic. It, well, he the was other a thing, yeah, addition. I mean, and the, the, here's you know again, something that the film does. It's interesting. It sets it during this period of unrest where there yeah. are these, um, you know, protests going on. Um, I, I think it was, you know, like labor protests and, right. and, and which is a common thing in France. And, you know, they have a very strong kind of labor movement that and but they've gotten particularly violent. So there's this kind of backdrop yeah. of, you know, 
anxiety around like the woman's not taking it that seriously yeah. she doesn't see but there's this kind it's of awareness purpose, that, that there's things yeah there's things going on and so yes this perp that they have is somebody who was participating in these yeah. protests that he was yeah so he's drug into the house because yeah. the first two cops go in and get killed so yeah. the other guy's got the perp he's like you got to come with me yeah. they handcuff each other they are handcuffed together and they go inside and that's really one of the most tension-filled parts of the yeah. – because oh, the lights yeah. the lights go out. Both of these movies – And you've got this hysterical perp yeah. Yeah. that's just ratcheting up yeah. the anxiety in the room. Both of these movies, I felt like, work with tension so well. Mm. And the, the sound design and scores are not overdone for no. both. Going back a little bit, there's a scene where the cops came and they checked on her and they're like, well, we're going to come back and check on you. And she should have fucking left. Yeah. She, yeah, she should have gone to the hospital but, and said, I'm going to sleep here until yeah, you induce yeah. me. But there's she's sitting on the couch, she falls asleep, wakes up, and I don't know, I want to know if y'all caught it. The camera's pulling out, and you see the the lady in black slowly get revealed that she's right behind her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. The first time I saw that, I was just like bone chilling. Like, oh, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Because it's dark, and she's you in. see her face. Yeah, yeah. She's inside. Right. Alintirio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, I mean, this is a really chilling film on many levels. And I think the performances here again, like Beatrice Dal or Dale, who is the the woman who's mm-hmm. really goes without a name, the one who had lost her child yeah. in the accident and uh, is now seeking the the baby, so intense. Yeah. I I love her. Just her face. I mean, she's got this gap in her teeth yeah. that gives her a unique look as it is, which can be beautiful. I yeah. mean, like I, I, it was interesting. I looked up her filmography. I've not seen a lot of her films. I think there's maybe one or two that she's shown up in that I've seen, but she's got a very striking presence yeah. that clearly can be used for beauty, but also in this case comes across as very just unsettling and and kind of she just plays it really really chillingly throughout the entire film i mean like i never for a second had any doubt that this person wasn't capable of some incredible mayhem which she does i mean you know throughout the film but also the um allison parody uh who is in the uh the lead role here is sarah Mm -hmm. i think she does a fantastic job you know being more the emotive one you know the one who's freaking out the one but is also able to pull herself back connect with more right because right. even if you're stricken with grief because you lost your child in a car wreck, nothing that you're doing is justified. Yeah. Leave this poor woman alone. Right, right. Well, she, yeah, I mean, that too, like the, I guess it could be a metaphor. She, her child was ripped away from her without her right. choice. Or I mean, obviously it was an accident, but I mean, I can't even imagine like you're waiting so long and then it just goes and it's gone and your kid's dead after you've made that bond, especially a mother. Yeah. And so in her eyes, it's justice. It's like, well, I'm going to take yours and yeah. I will take care of it. When she tells her, just give me it. I'll take care of it. You don't have to worry. You, you don't oh. even want it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Man. Yeah. <laughs> it gets so dark towards the end when the, when the final showdown s- sort of, yeah, showdown takes place. And then the decision is made there to, you know, extract the child because it's coming. Yeah. You know, through through the fracas, the, the birth has started. But, you know, she's in such rough shape that she's yeah. going to likely die anyway. And then it gets, it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it was such a strangely poetic. Yeah. But dark and twisted ending for this film that it just, it, it's one of those films that just kind of leaves you with like, Oh my god! Like I, I yeah. really, I'm still processing it now. Well, Sarah tells her like it's stuck. She, the baby's yeah. stuck, and basically at that moment, me and Laura were talking about it. She's accepting that if I mean this is, but she's she's gonna have a horrible time if she even survives. She's probably not gonna survive, right? But at the end, she's just like this baby deserves to live, and it's in the most fucked up like ending of like the lady is successful, yeah, and she accepts it and she's like, well, my I gotta let my kid live. Both yeah, parents are gone, and then that shot of her holding the baby and the music's real soft. Yeah, and you hear the cry and fuck yeah that that's the set. attacker holding the baby. yeah yes. yeah the yeah. attacker yeah um that has never left my head and when i watched it again i was just like fuck this movie is I, I think this movie is a masterpiece and it's difficult for me to suggest it to several people yeah. that i yeah. know i would say no you shouldn't watch this yeah. one because it's got it's at a gore level and the, with the pregnancy and all yeah that is very 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 difficult do you feel did it feel dated at all to y'all like cause no. it's 2007 uh-uh. 
No, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, like maybe like with cell phones or stuff, like it, mm-hmm. it, but, it, but it didn't, no, it never no. bothered me. I mean, she was in touch with the police. Yeah. They can't, you know, like the, all that stuff, but, and it made sense to me why she sent them away or why they went away and why she stayed. And so none of that. The only thing that I feel like is of a moment is that I do remember this period in the mid 2000s where there were these kind of really, outrageous the one i think of is um high tension yeah the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the horror film from also uh, french yes yeah. right same roughly Aja. this yes yeah. right that i know like there were these french filmmakers who were pushing yeah. the edge french, on french the extremism. violence and the extreme stuff yeah. so yeah. so this fits that and it's kind of i mean i'm like oh why didn't i hear about this one back then i do remember high tension and, and a few others yeah. um, i think inside kind of floated by unseen because it was it was on that branch of dimension dimension extreme mm. and if i remember a lot of those movies weren't really that great yeah and inside just i friends had it we watched it they picked it up randomly and because yeah. it is one thing when you show a movie that's just really fucked up and gory for no reason or, or for whatever like entertainment but yeah when you like you called it poetic you called it a masterpiece like when it has so much like so much to it so much yeah. substance and it's also very extreme to watch like, yeah and i think it's something special <laughs> I, I didn't did we ever get a shot of what the house looked like from the was it a standalone yeah, home there's a or couple, yeah there's a couple shots no it's a standalone home okay there's some big she calls wife. it a yeah. house yeah yeah, yeah. she's in like a suburban neighborhood i remember the cops yeah. were outside so there yeah. were some outdoor shots but it's the whole thing seemed believable that if she could get into the house yeah. That all of that terror could have happened with no one nearby knowing. Because yeah. it wasn't, I mean, she was screaming in the bathroom. Our pregnant yeah. protagonist was screaming in the bathroom. But other than that, yeah, the boss shows up, but that would have not been noticed. The mom shows yeah. up, that wouldn't have been noticed. So you've got this two-story thing where the upstairs is just a bloodbath. I yeah. mean, yeah. and just keeps getting more and yeah. more. Don't go upstairs, you know? Yeah. And once that boss goes upstairs, you're like, yeah. don't go up there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like you for some reason. Yeah. I don't know you very well, but yeah. Though he did walk right in front of her camera lens several times there. with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Laura. When they're in the park, yeah. Laura being a photographer, she was like, I hate when they use the wrong sounds for cameras. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this, this was like really this impressive. So much. And yeah. again, I think it's, it, uh, you know, like the first film, it's making me uh, put these uh, – because this is actually two directors yeah, who, who have gone on to do some other projects. Ju- uh, Julien Marie and Alexandre uh, Bustillo. And well, there was one in their filmography that I had. Oh, Leatherface. They did the Leatherface prequel. Oh, man. They um, really went downhill. But yeah, they, did, they didn't write that. They didn't no. write that. I have a feeling that was one where it was like, oh, hey, look, we can, make a, we can make an American film. And, yeah. You know, so that's a little disappointing. But I do need to see some of their other films because that this was really impressive. If and, you can uh, sit through rough stuff, this is up there on the list for me to suggest. Yeah. That's it. That's it. If yeah. you can sit through the rough stuff. And there's a brand And it's of- not without – reason i mean yeah, like i yeah. i think that the themes that they are exploring here motherhood yeah. grief um how we process loss yeah. th- these kind of things like i think there's you know i i wouldn't call this elevated horror no. because it, it doesn't fit those but there's a lot going on here yeah. that i think goes beyond just let's see how gross we can make yeah. things yeah, yeah for sure where did I rank Jason Lives? And is that elevator horror <laughs> in After Hours? I fucking love that opening. <laughs> We're going to talk about all of it if you want to. If you want to. I, I, I said a masterpiece, and I mean it. This movie is a highlight of all of these horror movies that I'm watching here in October. It's a it's a highlight. Peeping Tom, this, rewatching it follows. I said it. <laughs> we can talk about that in after hours. Also. <laughs> Josh doesn't like it follows. Okay, yeah, we'll see. It swallows. <laughs> well, speaking of swallowing, I would like some more. This is delicious. Uh, yes, the end of the world. Th- thank you again, Josh, for bringing this. Yeah. And and again, I mean, th- this is a film that uh, that is set in a period where there's this unrest in France, and maybe it feels like the world's ending. And if the world is going to end. Let's let it go out with a flavor this good. Give me a, bo- a, hand, a bottle in each hand as I go yeah. out. <laughs> I got to tell you, on my stepping stones into the craft beer world, R- Mount Rushmore, one of them is Real Ale's Devil's Backbone. Oh, yeah. That's uh, a triple. A triple. 
and I've got a place in my heart for a triple. So if I'm at the bear bar where there's all of them, yeah. it's IPA. Yeah. And then maybe a triple. And then, oh, shit, I should have a lager because Gurney says that it's mm-hmm. good for you. <laughs> it's good for you, yeah. It, it'll keep you from going over the edge. So anytime I get my lips around a great triple like this one, this one's fantastic. Yeah. Whatever spices they're talking about are not coming on strong in the no, flavor for me. But you can tell there's a little something different, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like, it's not just a straightforward. I'm um, glad it's not a mouthful of allspice. You know, that, that right. I would not have enjoyed. I think both, no. of, both of these drinks have been not too strong, not too much, like, in their own way. They're different because this one definitely was more fresh. I don't know. Not fruity. Hoppy. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this one isn't too heavy, like you said, with the spices. As heavy a beer as it is in terms of alcohol, I think it's actually very light in terms of how it drinks it doesn't come across as super sweet and malty i like that that no. that turns me off uh, on a lot of beers i think the spice and the um sort of like fruity quality that comes in that's more yeast they're not adding fruit to this i think it all just makes it a very easy beer to drink yeah and that's what that's where i say like it can be a, a little bit you know especially to uh uh person who's new to craft beer like i was when i had my first one it could be a little bit dangerous but if you know what you're getting into going into it i think it could be a really um happy time for you so enjoy la fin du monde from unibrew with uh our beer in a movie seal of approval right Gosh, what the fuck do i add to that yeah nothing well for, said well Guys, we, we've said a lot this episode. We always do. But, you know, the conversation doesn't end with these episodes because the best thing about us is that the conversation continues all across social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We have our own website, beerandamoviepodcast.com. You can go there for some nice curated lists of our episodes as well as the link to our Tee Public store where you can find some forms of merch. You can join our chat on Discord, which actually has the name Beer in a Movie. The conversation continues. So, you know, just hit us up for an invite there. We'd love to have you come in and talk movies and beer and all kinds of fun things uh, as the week goes on between episodes. We've also mentioned that we will extend this conversation ourselves in our Patreon subscriber-only After Hours bonus episode. If you'd like that, please sign up at patreon.com slash beer in a movie podcast. And we know you're listening on your favorite podcast platform. But before you leave, won't you please rate us and leave a review? We hope you'll make it five stars so that the algorithm can do what it do and put us out there as an option for more listeners. You've just experienced another nerve-wracking episode of Beer in a Movie. Until next time. I can come in anytime I want, and I can get you anytime I want, but I'm not going to. Not until it's time. When you wish you were dead, that's when I'll come inside. It's gross. <laughs> 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 no, it was-